Good afternoon. This is the End Time Blog Podcast, and I'm Elizabeth Prado. In today's episode, I'm comparing the Bible's women's ministries that have been mentioned in the Bible with today's women's ministries, and comparing, taking the taglines from the current ministries and applying them to the biblical women's ministries to see how they fit. Lois and Eunice were Timothy's mom and grandma. They were praised for teaching Timothy the Jewish scriptures well and raising him as an obedient son of God. He was ready for the gospel message when it came, and we know where that ended up. Timothy became a pastor. What if Lois and Eunice said one day, We believe in the passion and purpose and potential of every woman everywhere. Let's start a guild to activate every woman to make an impact in her world for the kingdom. And what if, forsaking teaching the boy, Lois and Eunice cast their eyes upon the wider world, abandoned their sphere of influence at home, and instead struck off to focus on women everywhere to, quote, make an impact. There'd be no Timothy, true son of Paul, and pastor to many. The Lord developed spheres of influence and roles for each demographic, including women, for a reason. The Lord puts us where we are for a reason. Priscilla and Aquila were a couple who believed and were knowledgeable enough of the scriptures to take Apollos aside and teach Apollos the fuller picture of salvation, Acts 18.26. Now, given her name, Priscilla was likely from a distinguished Roman family. She's always paired with her husband Aquila every time she's mentioned. Now, imagine if she came home one day and said to Aquila, that the Lord had given her a massive understanding of scripture and an ability to teach, men included, and now she feels in the calling he wants her to go forth from Corinth and found an organization that will unleash a movement to promote healing and reconciliation around the world. What if she'd said, you can handle the tent making for a while, right? And the kids, I'm headed to Egypt to promote healing and reconciliation around the world. And what if Priscilla had gone off earlier and missed the opportunity to teach Apollos with her husband? The Lord puts us where we are for a reason. Dorcas was a sewist living in Joppa. She was beloved in her sphere for doing good works. But one day she decided that wasn't enough. What if she added many other tasks to her resume? What if in addition to sewist, she added writer, photographer, designer, author, CEO of a guild, conference fundraiser, conference speaker, and world traveling justice activist. Oh, and mom and wife. What if she left the sewing circle she'd founded to travel to Africa to teach women there how to sew? 
And what if she commissioned an artist to draw a picture of her being interviewed by a leading person in that African city to send back to her sewing circle so they could see that she speaks of Jesus in that distant continent and be proud of her. Lydia was a convert, an early convert. She had a lucrative business selling purple and a large enough house to host early church gatherings. But one day, what if she decided that wasn't enough? She wanted a larger ministry. What if she perceived the Lord gave her all these monetary means so that she could go to Alexandria and Rome and Ephesus to teach? Because after all, I am living proof. What if she traveled far and wide every other weekend as living proof while her two living daughters were small and they ate a lot of takeout? Oh, well. Now, what am I saying? I look at modern women's ministry mission statements and their taglines and look at their activity because that reveals a lot about the heart of the women who create them. Now, what I did above with Priscilla and Lydia and Dorcas, um, etc., was I translated modern day ministry taglines and activities and applied them to known New Testament women who were noted for their ministry. I had inserted Lois and Eunice into Christine Kane's tagline of Propel Women. Isn't it silly to think of Lois and Eunice launching off into a ministry that promised to, quote, activate every woman? And what about activating Timothy? Doesn't he count? Propel Women, um, quote, believes in the passion, purpose, and potential of every woman everywhere. Propel exists to activate every woman to make an impact in her world for the kingdom. Now, Priscilla's decision, hypothetically, to unleash a movement to promote healing and reconciliation around the world was from the mission statement of Jenny Allen's If Gathering. What if most of the modern-day celebrity women with ministries that are famous now and platformed, they are wives and moms? So isn't it funny to think of Corinthian-dwelling Priscilla coming home one day to announce to husband Aquila that she's going to focus on promoting reconciliation and healing around the world. And then she leaves her husband to travel to other cities doing this healing and reconciling. And he can do the house stuff and raise the kids, right? Now, if gathering was founded in 2013, and the name was born from a question that the founder, Jenny Allen, posed. If God is real, then what? And one of their foundational significant activities, according to the IRS statement, is to, quote, gather, equip, and unleash the next generation of women to live out their purpose. Wow. It's a lot of work to gather an entire generation of women and teach them to live out their purpose. And what purpose would that be? 
to doubt God exists. And their mission of healing and reconciliation is, well, healing from what? And reconciliation to what? What if Lydia had gotten in in her head that this was her mission in life? No nascent church in Philippi, they had nowhere to meet. Now, the hypothetical Dorcas scenario, Dorcas was a sewist, and that is also what Rachel Myers of She Reads Truth calls herself. In addition to all the other things listed, which I found on Rachel's website, you know, the CEO, corporation founder, and the social justice activist, and the photographer, and the designer, all those things, is what Rachel Myers of She Reads Truth um, states about herself. And the commissioning of a picture was a reference to Myers actually having left her husband and children on one of her frequent trips away from home to be interviewed on a show and sending the photo back to her family through the laptop so the kids could see mommy on the flat screen speaking of Jesus in another city and be proud of her. I'm not making this up. This was on her blog. Now, living proof. Beth Moore's ministry has a primary purpose, according to their IRS mission statement, quote, to disseminate religious teachings through public speaking engagements and various forms of media. And that purpose has remained fairly consistent over the years of declaring it in their IRS tax returns. But I've always been curious as to why she named her ministry Living Proof in the first place. Perhaps it's named after herself, as mentioned in one link I provided, or another link I provided. I'm living proof, as those two links have her saying, seems a bit narcissistic to me. I mean, shouldn't the focus be on Jesus? I think so. Ministry taglines and mission statements say a lot. You know, I think of Julie Royce in her statement that her work will be, quote, restoring the church. And that self-stated church reporter Roy's main activity is restoring the church. And isn't it hubris to state that your work will restore the church? I think so. Jesus restores the church. Now, going beyond, Priscilla Shire's name for her ministry always puzzled me. Going beyond what? Her IRS tax return states that her corporation's vision, quote, is teaching women through the expository teaching of the word of God. All well and good, except the part about teaching women to hear God's voice. That's a link. There's many sessions where Priscilla purports to teach you women how to hear God's voice. So I'm still puzzled. Going beyond what? Going beyond scripture, apparently. Of course, this is not an exhaustive list and not meant to be a broad brush. It's simply a sampling of how some of these popular ministries are positioning themselves with such pride and grandiosity. 
Now the Lord has said that all his children have a mission, which is to go make disciples and to teach them to follow his commandments and to baptize. Matthew 28, 19. So to various demographics, like children, youths, young men, elder men, widows, young women, God gave additional commands above the Great Commission. For women, our primary orientation is the home. It isn't to be a gadabout. It isn't to start global movements. It isn't to leave the hubby and kids behind so she can be a conference speaker. Yet these and other women's ministries state their mission is just that, or they function so. Why are there eyes on the world instead of the home? I find that taking the words or actions of some of these modern people and comparing them to the Bible's women helps or reorient me to what's proper and what's not. I mean, I cannot envision Lydia or Priscilla, Dorcas, Eunice or Lois doing the things that these celebrity women do nor do I envision them still receiving the same praise we read of them in the Bible. They were praised because their primary orientation was the home. And they were praised because they were content in fulfilling the roles that God gave them. And you see how their roles varied. One did good works in her city. They raised their children. They were closely partnered with their husbands. They were hospitable. They taught. I hope and pray that the women in my sphere are content with the roles God gives them. I was raised to want fame and accolades as a secular person before salvation, and I still battle that, working every day to squash my pride and to remain content in my sphere. I know it's hard, and sometimes we don't think we make a big enough impact for the kingdom unless we're doing big things. But Susanna Spurgeon did a big thing, raising Charles Spurgeon in the way of, ways of the Lord. So did Sarah Edwards, wife of Jonathan, supporting him all the way. So did Prisca, Lydia, Dorcas, Eunice, Lois, and you can too. Ladies, pray for contentment in the role that God has given you, whether single or married or widow or young or old. His wisdom is perfect, and nothing we say or do in his name goes unnoticed. Because after all, we really only have an audience of one.